Welcome back to another episode on the Lubumba Pastors blog. My name is Musumba Jonathan. Our lesson today continues our study of the Gospel of John. The title of the lesson is John 16, Overcoming the World. We're going to look at John 16 from verse 28 to verse 33 to begin. It says, I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. This chapter concludes with a very similar statement to what Jesus said in its beginning. In verse 1 of chapter 16, he, he says to the disciples, I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. He's telling us things in advance so we can return to his promises and predictions when the times of trouble occur. Indeed, if not for the predictions of God about events taking place, a Christian would be extremely unstable in life. But as always, it is the word of God that builds us securely on the rock so that we are not shaken by various circumstances and events that we go through. To this point, Jesus has been vague and cryptic about what's going to happen. He has said that the reason he's kept some things back is due to the disciples' inability to yet understand what he's telling them and what work he still needed to accomplish. He's explained that everything would make sense once the Holy Spirit came to guide them into all truth. Obviously, if we were the disciples, we would be frustrated at this. They had spent three years doing ministry together with Christ. They had learned from him in his instruction. They had witnessed his power and his wonders, and they had heard many predictions he made. And obviously, if we were in their position, we wouldn't want him to go away. We would want to continue with him. Peter had asked Jesus why he couldn't follow him now, saying he was ready to even die with him. And the other disciples affirmed they had the same feelings that Peter expressed. At this point, Jesus explains directly that he's going to his father. The disciples respond by saying that now they know for sure that Jesus knows all things and that he comes from God. This seems to be an affirmation that since Jesus knew the future, the disciples believed in him. But Jesus responds by asking them whether they truly believed now or not. He tells them that they will all be scattered and leave him alone. Yet he is not alone because his father is always with him. There's a few things I want us to expand on in this dialogue as we look at this text today. First, I want us to notice the disciples' misplaced confidence. Who were they trusting in? To this point, they were relying on themselves for their continuance in following Christ. We see this coming out when Jesus was arrested. In John 18, verse 10, it says, Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. 
the servant's name was Malchus. We see that from this reaction, the disciples didn't understand that Jesus' journey back to his father went through the cross. That was what he had to do next. When Jesus stopped them from fighting in their own strength to defend him, this happened. Uh, in Matthew 26, verses 55 and 56, we read, At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Second, Jesus says that he was never alone because his father was always with him. Friends, there will be times in your race for Christ that you are left all alone to face some trial. But you are never all alone because God is always with you. He is the one who will sustain you through the trial. The arm of the flesh will always fail. What does the Bible say is the way that we overcome the world? Jesus tells us that he has overcome the world on our behalf in this text. But there's a verse in the Bible that tells us how we overcome the world, and it relates exactly to what Jesus is saying here. In 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5, it says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? I want us to see this truth revealed in the life of Jesus and the information in these verses. Jesus, is, Jesus promises two things in unison here. First, that we will have tribulation in the world, but secondly, that he has overcome the world. Taking that with learning already that faith is the victory which overcomes the world, we see that faith in Christ delivers us from bondage to our physical circumstances in this world. Consider this text from Ecclesiastes about what God says occupies the mind of the wicked. This is from Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 26. It says, For to the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner he has given the business of gathering and collecting, only to give to one who pleases God. This also is vanity and a striving after wind. The wicked man is bound by his constant fear of meeting his physical needs and desires. But notice that God does not give him true pleasure in what he gathers. In fact, God uses the wicked person's gathering to merely give to the one God is pleased with. The early believers responded to the freedom in God's kingdom by treating their hard-earned material possessions that they had either inherited or stored up for years they treated those possessions this way. In Acts chapter 4, verses 34 and 35, we read, There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to each as any had need. We see faith in Christ gives us victory over the love of the world. Secondly, Faith in Christ gives us victory over fear of what man might do to us. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6, we read, So we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? 
The worst thing man can do to me would be to put me to physical death. But as a Christian, death is actually liberation from my body of death, the body that's destroyed by sin. No one can take my life in Christ. No one can destroy the mansion that is prepared for me. No one can steal the reward God will give me for serving him. Christ has set us free from the fear of man and the respect of persons. Third, faith in Christ overcomes the fear of spiritual death that we were all enslaved to through sin. In Hebrews 2 verses 14 and 15 we read, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Notice what Christ has delivered us from. He has set us free from the accusation of Satan that we are sinners and that we deserve God's condemnation. Romans tells us this about our spiritual standing in Christ. In Romans chapter 8, from verse 31 to verse 34, we read, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? That means who is going to accuse us? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. The one who has the authority to judge all and will judge all is our defender. If the only one who had authority to condemn you has become your defender, who is left to condemn you? There's no one. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. The key to freedom in each of these areas is faith in Christ. Therefore, if I'm lacking peace in this world, of which Christ has given me the victory over, it means I'm not fully trusted in Christ in some regard. So lastly, is the peace of Christ ruling in your hearts as it ought to? We can lose our peace in each of the areas that I, I mentioned today. There are those who don't truly possess the peace of Christ that has been given to them as a possession because they fail to believe and trust fully in the promises of Christ. There are some people you will talk to and they say, oh, I don't know if, if I've done enough. I don't know if my works are, are right before the Lord. Well, if you understand the gospel, Jesus says that no man by his works will be justified. That's why we needed Christ to come and atone for our sins in the first place and our failure to obey God's righteous standard. There are some who lose their peace because they fear very much where they're going to get money for the things they need for the body. And Christ has set us free from, from those things. We don't, we don't serve material possessions anymore like the world does. We know that God is our provider and he has promised to give us the needs of the body. He hasn't promised to necessarily make us rich in this life, although that might be the case, that he gives you wealth to which, of which you are supposed to serve him with. But he promises to take care of us and to give us what we need in order to do 
the ministry that he's assigned to us. So how are you doing in this area? God has given you the peace that passes all understanding as your possession. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I have overcome the world. Are you overcoming all things through your faith in Jesus? God bless you all.